Hey, hey, thanks for tuning in to the Just Janice podcast. I am your host, Janice, and we know that the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy. So in this joy-filled podcast, you're going to hear real-life stories from other believers. We're going to talk about the kingdom. We're going to magnify Jesus, and it's going to be awesome. So thanks for tuning in, and here we go. Hey, hey, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of Just Janice. I'm actually just sitting here at my table in my dining room. I've been working on a Bible study that I'm doing with a couple of my amazing friends, Kelly and Jessica. We are going through Discerning the Voice of God by Priscilla Shire. So we're meeting every week and we're doing the DVDs. And then um, in between, we have like homework in our workbook. And so I've been working on that today. And just preparing for Thanksgiving, which I'll be going over to my friend Jessica's here in a few hours. So I've been making sweet potato casserole and just getting ready to start mac and cheese because those are two things that I make that are pretty decent. So that is what I'm doing and just getting in the word today and letting myself rest and just reflect on all of the things that I'm thankful for today. I put a funny post up on Facebook. Well, half serious, half funny because that's just who I am. And just all of the things that I'm thankful for, for relationship with God, for the body of Christ, for my family and my friends and my home and my job. And then I also, you know, had to throw in there, I'm thankful for Reese Cups and Chick-fil-A because hello, can I get an amen? Reese Cups are like literally the candy that heaven invented. So Those are my favorite. If you're ever like thinking, I really want to get something for Janice and I don't know what to get her, Chick-fil-A sauce or Reese cups would be a sure win and a great way to get on my good side. So anyway, as I'm sitting here and I'm thinking about different things, I just kind of had this message stirring in my heart about unmet expectations and a couple of different things came to mind today. I actually had some lasagna in the refrigerator and so I had to clean out that pan and empty out the leftovers that were in it so that I could wash it and use it for my sweet potato casserole which if you need a good sweet potato casserole recipe message me I have the best one from one of my friends but anyway as I was emptying that I was thinking about just this is how my brain works so track with me I was thinking like I love lasagna but I couldn't like I can't really like tell people like I love lasagna because they might make it for me and they make it different than I do because I make mine like kind of weird. I make cheese lasagna meatless. I know it's weird, but I don't really like meat in my pasta. So I was just thinking about that and how um, I had lasagna with one of my friends one time and they're like, this isn't how we make it. And then it reminded me because I'm a bunny trail, like a rabbit trail thinker. It reminded me of a time when I was in high school and one of my former teachers had invited me over. I might've been in college at that point. I don't remember if I was still in high school or college. And I had um, one of my favorite teachers invited me over for lunch one day. And she was like, what, what do you love to eat? And I, I was like, Oh, taco salad, hands down, love taco salad. Well, I had only ever had taco salad the way my mom makes it. So When I got to her house, it was completely different and she used a bunch of stuff that I don't like. And if you know me at all, you know that I am like a picky eater. I've been like really seeing breakthrough even this year with that, as crazy as it sounds. Like I was the kid who like my mom would be like, well, you're sitting there until you eat eat your food. And I would be like, well, I'll be sitting here all night. So I'm 
like not going to eat this if I don't want it. And that's just how I've always been. And so super picky. Almost wonder if I have had like a phobia of trying new foods. As weird as that sounds, I think it's actually a thing. But anyway, so I get to her house and she made taco salad and it's completely different than like what I'm used to, which like my mom makes it. It's like Doritos and taco meat, cheese and sour cream. I'm good. Like she would always have lettuce and tomato and all that stuff too and never ate it. So I get there and it's like tortilla chips, which is fine. But then she used like pinto beans and... I don't know. I don't even remember. It was just like a bunch of stuff that I don't like. And then she had already mixed it together, which my mom, bless her heart, would, <laughs> would always make like pull out some of the taco salad before she added the rest of the stuff that I didn't like. And I didn't think before I went to be like, how do you make your taco salad? Because in my mind, I just thought this is how you do taco salad, Doritos, chips, cheese, sour cream. So when I got there, my expectations were obviously deflated and I was like, uh, and then of course going along with the fact that I'm not one of those people who are like, I'll just eat it cause I don't want to offend you. That is, that is not, that's not me. That's not how I operate. And I can very kindly refuse food. And I have had to do that many times. And I um, even think about like friends who have gone on missions trips and they're like, Oh, well we ate monkey brains and like all this crazy stuff. And I'm like, there's no way I would eat something like that and they're like you have to you'll offend them it's like their culture and this and that and I'm like then I would not go because I could not do it what's more offensive me saying no thank you I don't want to eat your monkey brains or me puking all over their table because that is disgusting and I have horrible gag reflexes so anyway um she was obviously not offended she's a super sweet lady the one that made the taco salad and she was like oh my gosh I'm so sorry I should have asked and I was like, I didn't think about it either. So I probably ended up eating just like a turkey sandwich or something. I don't remember. But anyway, it just got me thinking as I was cleaning out my lasagna dish earlier about like unmet expectations and how sometimes we view things from a certain a certain like vantage point or certain point of view, but other people aren't necessarily seeing things the same way that we are. And I think about that even with our lives and our relationship with the Lord and how we have certain expectations of how we think things will go, whether that's relationships or certain situations or job endeavors or whatever, and how our sight is so limited. We know that God knows the end from the beginning, and He He stands outside of time. He knows His, like I think about the scripture that talks about His his understanding, how it's infinite and how it can't be measured and like who can measure the depths of his understanding and, and like our understanding and our sight is so limited compared to his and just unmet expectations has just been rolling around in my mind all day today about how we think things are going to look or be a certain way and then when they don't turn out that way a lot of times that results in disappointment and I don't want to be someone who is living in a perpetual state of disappointment. And I love what the word of God says that hope does not disappoint. And so just staying in relationship with him and allowing him to even create our expectations and just so that we're not like blindsided all the time. I'm like, oh my gosh, I thought that this was going to be like this or or this was going to be like that, and it doesn't turn out that way, and obviously, naturally, we're disappointed. And my favorite scripture is Ephesians 3.20, and it says that he is able to do, or that he is, 
now unto him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask, think, or imagine. And I am constantly praying that scripture whenever I'm praying about a situation or anything. Like, I'm like, God, I know, like, my sight is limited and this is how I think it's probably going to look or my own expectations. But I know that you are going to do above and beyond what I even ask, think, or imagine. And I've found that 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 is the truth. That has been what has happened in my life over and over and over again. Anytime I'm faced with a difficulty or even a situation that it's not like a hardship or whatever, it's just a situation that I'm facing that God always goes above and beyond what I ask, think, or imagine. And another one of my favorite verses is Romans 8, 28. And it says that he works all things together for the good of those who love him, who are called according to his purpose. And just reminding myself and standing in faith that he is always working everything together for my good. So even my seeming disappointments or when things don't turn out the way that maybe I expected them to, that I can stand confident knowing that he is working things together for my good. And the Bible is just so, I love, love, love the word of God. And I pray that you do too, that you are just saturated with the truth of his word because it is living and active and it is relevant and applicable to our lives today. And I just love just looking at scripture and just the confidence we can have in the God that we serve because he is faithful. And like I already um, stated, the scripture that says hope doesn't disappoint. And so I think so often we're told in culture or whatever, I know you guys have heard this saying probably a million times, don't get your hopes up. And I love Steve Backland. He's out of Bethel. He's a minister. Um, He travels a lot and does ministry. And I saw him in Michigan a few years ago. And he is just incredible. I encourage you to go look him up and listen to his teachings. But he talks about that and how we are told like not to get our hopes up and and how we are a severely under-encouraged society and how we are unwilling to get our hopes up because we're so afraid of being disappointed. And he just talked about how we need as a body of Christ to start getting our hopes up, to start actually believing when God says something and shows us something or gives us a promise that it actually is going to happen. And it may not look like what we think it will, and that's okay. And also just to know what the promises of God for you are are in his word so that you're not buying into lies and you're not settling and believing and, and settling for less than what God has for you. And I kind of talked about this a little bit last Sunday at my church when I had the privilege of ministering about just how we live with such a faulty mindset oftentimes of of who we are, who we are in our identity in God and how we live beneath what God has for us because we look at it as maybe prideful or cocky to to be bold about who we are in Christ, to say, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I'm a child of God and everything I touch prospers and he surrounds me with the shield of favor. Like those are that's scripture. Yet we're we're afraid to believe it. We're afraid to live it because we think it looks arrogant or whatever. And I just, I don't know. I just think that's not God though. He wants us to actually believe what his word says and to live in that identity that he has given us, that we are new creations in Christ. The old things have passed away. We don't have to sit and dwell over our past. And, you know, obviously if there are things that you need to be set free from, or you need to seek the Lord about, 
for healing, like do that. But yet, but to know like the enemy is our accuser and he's the one that's always going to want to remind you of your past, remind you of the mistakes you've made and continually bring those to the forefront of your mind. And you can use the word of God like a sword, like it talks about in the book of Ephesians, the armor of God, that the sword in our armor, our spiritual armor is the word of God. And when those lies come against you, you, you come back. You don't sit and say, oh my gosh, I, I did. I made, I made mistakes. I did this. I did that. I'm, you know, God can never use me. I can't ever live in victory or freedom because of these things. We take the word of God and we know that the word says that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. And sometimes strongholds, like I think we need to meditate and like actually dissect that word and what strongholds could be in our lives. And sometimes that's lies of the enemy. That's deception. It could be so many different things. And that's something I'm even believing right now for you, that God would reveal any strongholds that are in your life. And so they can be pulled down so that you can walk in complete and total freedom. But the word also says to take every thought captive unto the obedience of Christ. So if you're having those thoughts, you need to take them captive, grab a hold of them and say, what does God say about this? What does his word say about what I'm, what I'm being faced with? And I would take something like that where, you know, I can never be used by God and my past is too, too dirty, too disgusting and remind myself, no, God says that he takes my sins and he separates them as far as the East is from the West and he remembers them no more. So that voice is not coming from God. God would never tell me if I've repented and given that to God, it's covered by the blood of Jesus Christ. My sins are forgiven and God is not my accuser. He is not the one that will do that to me. That's the enemy. He wants me to be tripped up and stopped up and silenced because he is afraid of a Christian who knows their identity, who knows who they are in Christ because it's a threat to the kingdom of darkness. And so if he can keep you quiet then, hey, if he hasn't, you know, maybe he lost the battle to you, you're, you're, you know, saved and you're living for God or whatever, but he does not want you to have an effect on other people and see other people find that same freedom that you have found. And so that's one of his biggest tactics is to muzzle Christians, to keep us quiet, to keep us from declaring the truth because it is a threat to his objective, which is to steal, kill, and destroy. And we, just as a body of Christ, need to be unmuzzled. And that has just been something that's been so heavy in my heart lately. And a few weeks ago, we had a Stirred Up event. If you didn't know that, I run a ministry with my best friend called Stirred Up Women. If you want to know more about that, you can go to stirredupwomen.com or find us on social media. But we had an event a few weeks ago in a pole barn. And during worship time, I'm just worshiping the Lord and praising him. And he gave me this vision, which I'm going to share with you. Um, Just because as I'm talking, I feel like it's... I'm supposed to share it. So it was a remote control, which is kind of funny because if you know me at all, you know, I'm not a TV watcher like at all. I have a very hard time even like letting myself do something that I feel is purposeless. And that's not a slam to anyone who watches TV. If you love TV, more power to you. It's just never been really one of my hobbies. So um, I have a TV. I have one TV in my house and I pretty much use it for YouTube. And once in a while, I'll watch a Hallmark movie, but that's pretty rare. So anyway, he shows me a remote control, which like I said, is funny because I'm not really a TV watcher and he highlighted three different buttons. So for me, for those of you who maybe are like a vision, like what does that even mean for me? It's just like a picture in my mind and he will show me something and then I'll ask him or he'll just show me what 
that vision means, what the interpretation of that is, what's the message for for that. And sometimes those visions are just for me personally. Sometimes they're for other people. Sometimes they're for a lot of people. So I feel like this is one that I'm supposed to share. I shared it that night and I'm going to share it with you. So on the remote control, he highlighted three different things. One was the power button, one was the volume button, and one was the mute button. And he showed me that that remote control has been like in the hands of the enemy and he has been using that toward people um, in the body of Christ. So the power button is like people... Obviously, I was speaking specifically to women, but I don't feel like this message is just for women. So people in the body of Christ who have never found or understood or discovered their God-given power and authority. Maybe you don't know that the the resurrection power of Jesus Christ lives on the inside of you, that you have authority, that you can speak to mountains and see them moved, that you can lay hands on the sick and see them healed, that you can cast out devils. Like those are the people who don't even know what God has said in his word, what, what authority he has given you, what he, what he calls you, your identity. I hit on that a little bit earlier who you truly are in him. So he's kept you powerless. The power button has not been turned on for you. And then the second one was the volume button. So those maybe are people in the body of Christ who have had that revelation, who have walked in that, but through maybe pains or a ministry hurt or life, it doesn't even have to be hurt in ministry or in the church. It could just be personal hurts. Like for me, I went through a really hard season in my life, going through divorce and going through a lot of different abuse in my marriage, nothing physical, but a lot of emotional and mental abuse that really silenced me for a very long time. I lived very numb for a very long time. And I know some of you guys can relate to that. And so this fiery girl who got saved when she was 17 and, and was living for God and loving the Lord, it would just with this passion and zeal, like people, I'm telling you, I was so on fire for God when I got saved. And then I settled into this relationship with someone and we ended up getting married. And through that, there was just a lot of backlash and things concerning my relationship with God. And he was a Christian, but he would say things to me like, you talk about God too much. You sing too much. Why are you doing ministry? I wish you wouldn't do women's ministry. So it was constant like things like that over and over again. I joined the worship team and he would make little digs at me about that. And it's like over time, it just got to be just I, I question like, okay, am I doing what I'm supposed to do if my husband is so against it? And here he's this quote unquote Christian man. And so I ended up becoming very numb, very hurt and very quiet. So I'm like, I see that in myself where just like the volume was turned down and I just, just got a little quieter. Like I never, I never walked away from the Lord. I never stopped like reading my word. I never, you know, turned my back on God or my relationship with him, but I got very quiet and very very just numb. And then, so that, you know, maybe you can relate to some aspects of my story and just going through things in life that have caused you to simmer down and quiet down and maybe see those fan, like the, the flames within you, like the word talks about being hot for the Lord or whatever, maybe just those flames within you have just dwindled a little bit. Like you're still living for the Lord. You're still going to church on Sundays. You're still in your word but you're just not quite as loud and bold about your faith anymore. And then I saw the mute button and the mute button was the third button that I saw. And that button um, was people who've just been completely silenced in the body of Christ. So I just saw that like God was um, like, I saw people in the body of Christ with like a muzzle over their mouth or like tape, you know, spiritually speaking, like where your mouth has just been silenced completely. You have no voice anymore. The enemy has, quote unquote, stolen your voice. And, um, we know, gosh, 
I'm already almost at 20 minutes with this podcast. I should do a whole episode on like our voice and like the power of our declare our decrees and declaring things and speaking things and speaking things that are not as though they are like there's so much in scripture about our voice and the need for our voice and what it activates and what it does and the power of speaking life and um, our yeah just there's so much in that I won't get into but the enemy has wanted to and tried to and been successful in a lot of ways to silence the body of Christ. And you can see that you can look around. You don't even have to be a believer listening to this podcast. And you can see, you can look around and see where the church as a whole has been silenced. Like right now we're in a place where I don't even know what the percentage is, but a lot of churches have either are still closed down. So people are not meeting and fellowshipping, which is against the word of God, but that's a whole other subject. Um, or And there's churches that have literally closed down. They've had to literally shut their doors and sell their buildings because there's no flow of income right now and and um, people aren't attending church and whatever and they've just been completely shut down and I'm praying that those people who maybe went to those type of churches that maybe were small or whatever and didn't have the financial means to stay open I pray that those people get plugged in somewhere somewhere else and that they're staying filled through other means thank God for social media and all that but it's not the same as meeting together there's such power when we come together in unity I was just reading through Philippians and then there was another book I read through and it just felt like the resounding message of those books was unity and how we need to be in unity and how there should be no schisms in the body and that you know, we know the enemy is coming to divide and he's the one that comes to steal, kill and destroy. But there is such power when believers can come together in unity. And so, like I was saying, you can look around and see where the enemy has tried to quiet the church, quiet the body of Christ. And um, he's he's succeeded in a lot of ways. I hate saying that, but it's true. He has succeeded in a lot of ways in silencing believers and like when you take a stance on things like moral stances on what the word of God says about different things, you get backlash. Like people don't want to hear it. They want to pick and choose. It's like a buffet. We want to pick and choose the parts of the word, parts of the word of God that we like that make us comfortable. But when you say something that goes against the way that I'm choosing to live my life or what I'm choosing to believe or whatever, then you're a bigot. You hate humanity and whatever, but it's the word of God. It's truth. It doesn't change whether whether you want to believe it or not, that's obviously your free will, your decision, but we have to conform ourselves to the word of God, not the other way around. And so in this vision, I saw those three things. I saw the power button, I saw the volume button, and I saw the mute button. And then, you know, I get so excited that I start getting a little tongue tied, but we know that whenever a word is given or like a prophetic word is given, that there should always be hope attached to it. So if you're hearing words from someone and it's all like, how do I want to say it? I just like had this imagery of like a Bible being just hit over the side of your head. If there's not hope or redemption attached to something that someone has, there's a clear issue. And and I would encourage you if you're getting words for people and there's not hope or love, there has to be. Everything you say has to be said in love. So that's obviously foundational. But if there isn't hope or redemption attached, I would encourage you to seek the Lord for the solution before you release any type of word to someone. So in this vision, though, so I see this and I see all this uh, that the enemy is doing. And then I see like the hand of God come down and snatch that remote control back up. And he is restoring voices in the body of Christ. And that's what that was symbolic of. 
And I was just like, yes, like go God. Like, cause he has, he has restored my voice. I know that he wants to do that. And I shared a little bit of my story and just feeling very silenced and very muzzled for a long time and often feeling like I have things to share, but I don't know how to articulate it. I don't know how to, I don't know how to take what is on my heart and just get it out of my mouth so that it makes sense. And so that I'm communicating it clearly. And it's just been such a beautiful journey for me the past few years of just finding my own voice. And so I encourage you, if that's you, if you feel like you've been silenced or you just feel like you have a hard time expressing and articulating what God has put inside of you to seek him and speak the word over yourself, that is one thing that I used to confess all the time. I used to always say, I'm a writer, I'm not a speaker. And I love writing. I just just finished my first book. It's releasing in a next month shortly actually it's crazy and amazing but I love writing I've always had a gift of writing and I've always had a gift of communicating well through writing but I would always say I'm a writer not a speaker and then finally like the Lord (laughs) the Lord was like okay enough of that and he um lovingly because he is that is how he communicates lovingly told me one day stop saying that and I was like what and he gave me a scripture and it's in it's either in Psalms or Proverbs. You'll have to look it up. I don't know. But it's it says, He has given me the tongue of a ready writer. And I love that. When God brings reproof and correction, He always he gives you something in His word to back it up. And so that was like, that scripture set me free. I don't, I don't even know if I knew that existed. And I found that scripture and it was like, that was my answer to stop saying I'm not a speaker because God has called me to speak. So We know he gives us everything we need for life and godliness, and he equips us with everything we need to do what he's called us to do. And so for him to call me to speak, but then for me to not be equipped with the ability to speak doesn't make sense. So I just kept confessing that over myself. He has given me the tongue of a ready writer, which for me is obviously meaningful because I'm a writer. So for me to be confessing over myself that I can speak as well as I can write. That's what I would say for a long time. Um, Even if I didn't completely believe it, (laughs) even if I was like, this is a stretch of faith. This is totally walking by by faith, not by sight, because I do not see myself as someone who speaks. Um, Definitely not like I write. So, but I've just grown in that. The more I've done it, the more I've stepped out, the more I've done my podcast and and spoke at um, my ministry events and things like that um, at church and whatever, like God has built that confidence in me to just do what he's called me to do. So this podcast totally took a different, different turn than what I, (laughs) what I thought I was going to be talking about. But I love, um, I love the Holy Spirit. I love that he leads and guides us into all truth. And I'm just thankful that he um, lives inside of me. And so I am praying that you received something, lots of things, um, just to help you in your walk with the Lord and in your life from this conversation. And yeah, so the main premise is just that it's okay to let God change our expectations. So how perfect, what a perfect way to end the podcast here. I expected to be talking about a certain thing. And then um, by the end of this podcast, it did not end up being what I thought it was going to be, but it's okay because if God is leading and guiding us and directing our lives and he is one that's ordering our steps we know that it's going to be good and we can just rest in that and and to live above disappointment so i am praying right now that if you are experiencing a season of feeling like you're constantly disappointed i feel like i went through a season like that 
like not that long ago where I felt like I was just constantly disappointed with different things and God broke that spirit of disappointment off me. And so I am releasing that same thing over you today that if you are struggling with disappointment and just feeling like you have a hard time believing for what God has promised you or believing and declaring his word, I'm praying that you be released from that today in Jesus name. And I'm also praying that you just have a firm understanding of who you are in Christ, that you know your identity in him, that you will only answer to the names he calls you, that you will walk in your authority, that you will not live beneath your identity in him, that you will not live less than what he has for you, that you will believe and know that he is working everything together for your good, that you will believe that he is doing exceedingly abundantly above all that you ask, think, or imagine, that you are hearing his voice clearly, that you are just in good relationship with him, that he is your first love, that he is everything to you because that is the absolute best way to live your life. And um, I'm just thankful. I'm thankful that you guys tuned in and I just pray that you are blessed and encouraged. And like always, if you ever want prayer for anything, please feel free to reach out to me on social media. I would love to pray with you and for you and just know that you are important, that you matter, that you are loved, that you are valued, that you are chosen by God, that he has a call and he has a purpose for your life. Yes, your life. You have things to do on this earth that he has planned for you. And I was just reading about that actually in my Bible study that we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us. So God has plans for your life. He has things for you to do, people for you to reach, and a world for you to impact. So I pray that you are doing that, that you are living in that, and just stay encouraged. We need to stay encouraged during this crazy season we find ourselves in. So thanks for tuning in, and I just pray that God makes himself known to you and that you are staying encouraged, like I said. So I will talk to you guys next time. Bye.